0: Hi and hello. Welcome to the Planting the Seeds show. I'm James Edward Lamb III, your host, bringing you seeds from God's word. And I wanna thank you for joining me today as I plant some seeds into the soil of your heart, only to let the Holy Spirit do the rest. How am I gonna do that? With words of praises, scriptures, and phrases, of course. My one and only goal is to do these things for my Lord and that is to exhibit him to put my Lord on display to show you what I see in him I want to expose him for who he is which is that awesome power he possesses his pure greatness with a capital G because he's that almighty powerful living yes you heard that right I said living God not that fake dead not living little G God who can't and will not do anything for you yes this God my God and if he's your God then you know you can count and depend on him because his word never fails plus also allow me to promote some of his wonderful I said wonderful everything about his characteristics is wonderful which is him being so kind his enormous loving heart his grace his mercies the greatest saving power of please join me as i welcome my dad and introduce to some the lord the anointed king Yes, and if he's the same to you, shout hallelujah and agree with me because you already know he's the one and only, the only one who is the same yesterday and today and forevermore. He is the author and finisher of my faith my undefeated champion whose blood redeemed us from the curse of sin and death, the only one who is the way, the truth, and the light, and that no man can come to the Father but through him, the reason why he sacrifices life so we can live and be the bridge to the Father. Come on, let your praises ring out for Jesus, the anointed King, the Savior of the world. Hallelujah. <laughs> so if you haven't given him a praise today for him being all that, I suggest you take a moment and give him a praise right now. Go ahead, I'll wait for you while you praise him. because I'm gonna praise him too. So much to give him praises for, great and mighty God. he is so enormously loving, so enormously merciful. Never failing, never late, always on time. (laughs) Not a oops God, but an intentional God. Loving, saving, wonderful, redeeming, totally terrific, amazing. Oh, and one word that I I made up, he's victimoniously victorious. (laughs) Yes. Welcome once again. Welcome to the Planting the Seed Show. Pray for me and pray with me. Yes, Father, I just thank you for another wonderful, beautiful, blessed day. Wonderful because your grace and mercy is so wonderful. Didn't have to do it, but you did. Beautiful because you are a beautiful lamb that was slain unblemished sinless, to come down in this sinful world to lay down your life for us to be rescued, freed from sin, the only one that can pay the ransom to redeem us from the curse of death, sin and death. (laughs) Blessed, Lord, you blessed us with so many, so many, so many promises You gave us the gift of life, eternal life. You gave us the gift of reigning with you forever. You gave us the gift of judging. We'll be judging the angels. We're going to be judging the saints. Lord, we are going to reign with you on high. Ain't that blessed day? And this is a day that we're going to always remember all of this. And we're going to... Re, re, rejoice and be glad and we're we gonna always remind ourselves at least I'm going to always remind myself of how wonderful that you are how victimonious that you are how victorious that you are what you did for us on Calvary is just the greatest indication of love and we thank you for that. Lord I thank you for dying on calvary's cross for me i thank you lord for shedding your blood i thank you lord jesus for you gave us the unlimited access to heaven through prayer i thank you lord jesus and i give your name all the praise all the honor and all the glory is yours father and jesus wonderful matchless what beautiful name the anointed king jesus we pray amen 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 you know sometimes i get carried away i be praying and you know when you pray your your mind is you're thinking of all the things that you want to say and you're thinking of all the 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 great things that god had did for you and you are saying to yourself oh my gosh you are so enormously wonderful you're so enormously great that i cannot say just one thing i have to say thank you 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 you for everything because you deserve it you deserve everything and we thank you and you just give your name all the praise honor and glory so you have to say thank you you got to be in the attitude of praise you got to you got to choose your choice to rejoice for what he did you gotta say lord i'm glad that you live inside of me so so it's it's a beautiful day you know mr rogers did say it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood it's a beautiful day in the na- but it's a beautiful day when you can say i'm a child of god yes it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood yes it's a beautiful day in the home it's a beautiful day at work where you can come into work and you know the enemy is at you the minute you come into work and you say what? How can I, how that be a beautiful day? Because it's a beautiful day because when you choose it's your choice to rejoice and you say to yourself the enemy, you've already been defeated and you know that he's coming at you because you've already won he's trying to make you fall he's trying to make you put down your guard he's trying to make you Step out of the character of Christ's Christian behavior. So what he wants you to do, he wants you to act unbecoming. So what you do, you just say, Lord, I thank you. You, you. you throw up that shield of faith and you put that scripture, you put them scriptures to work and you say, I fret not myself because of evildoers. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? And just rest in his words and rest in his goodness and rest in his promises. And guess what? The Bible said, he that endure. (laughs) He that endure. You know, that's why I always say Lamentations 3.22.23. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness, he that endure. Hebrews 9.22 that says, Without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sins, he that endure. Proverbs 3.5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean out unto thine own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge from faith, and he shall direct that path. He that endures. Get it? God is not a man that he should lie, neither the Son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it, or has he spoken, and shall he not make it good? He that endures. <laughs> numbers 23 19 malachi 3 and 6 says for i am the lord i change not therefore ye sons of jacob are not consumed god cannot lie god will not change he that endures check this out check this out here's, here's one. one second timothy three sixteen and 17 says all scriptures given by Inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections, for instructions in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. He that endures, say it with me, he that endures. Mm. He that endures. Endure, thanks of God. Endure. Don't let nothing stop you and get you off, off this track. Get you off this road to, to righteousness. Get you off this road to eternal life. He that endures. Keep on enduring through the pain, through the strife, through the tests, through the storm. Keep on keeping on. Endure. For whoever that's for, if you're listening, endure, my brother, my endure, my sister, endure marriage couples that's going through, endure, oh man, I can't stand it, I can't do it no more, I'm getting tired, endure, endure teenagers getting ready to go to college, oh man, I can't stay, take it with my mother, my father, get getting on my nerves, endure, endure. Endure, 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 endure. Thanks to God, endure. That's not what the, the 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 topic of this today's show, but I just had to say endure, endure, endure. Thank you for joining me. This is Planting the Seeds Show, number one thirty-three. And listen, the title of today's show is called "Arranged Marriage." arranged marriage right and it's so funny right my godson just came back from uh, Dubai and his uh friend was getting married and it was a pre-arranged arranged marriage it was pre-arranged for them since they was young and arranged marriage is... It's a type of marital uni- union where the bride and groom are primarily selected by individuals other than the couple themselves, particularly by family members such as the parents. So you can't go pick who you want. They pick out who they want. He comes from a good family, she comes from a nice family of good genes. They come from money. She comes from a, 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 a family where they have a lot of children. She's on uh, the maternal side. They come from a family of twins. They come from a family that will produce much fruit. They're fertile. He comes from a, a family that produces a lot of wealth, Mm, match that up, Mm, yeah, two and two, they go together, (laughs) right? Then you have the traditional wedding, right? Primary established form of marriage recognizing in a given country a religious or social group at a given time, which requires the family of the future bride and groom to exchange and engage in exchanges of gifts for the bride. That means that my daughter and uh, another guy, they get married and and what happens is that uh, I have to pay for the wedding. The groom pays for the wedding. The groom's father. I have to pay for the, the wedding. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I pay for my daughter's wedding. And what happened at the wedding, you know, it's not arranged. It's not like they're picked out. It's like they they meet somebody in college or maybe even childhood sweethearts. Hey! And they make it through the test of college. And they go through tests test of to- college and they love each other to death. And they want to spend the rest of their lives together. So what they do, they say, okay, let's get married. Right? See, then... You have the semi-arranged marriage, where the family arranged the marriage, but the couple talked and uh, meet outside of the formal engagement ceremony between engagements and marriage. So it's like they're, they're saying, oh, you and you are going to get married, and you say, okay. But then when you get older, you have your eye on somebody else, and they have their eye on somebody else, and they say, eh. I know our parents said to do this, but I really like this guy. I really like her. I really don't think that we would be a good match, you know? And then they'll go their you own know, separate ways. You see, and a lot of this is common in South Asia, Southeast Asia, the Middle East, North Africa, you know what I'm saying? And it's like they'll do stuff, they'll pay a diary for your son. Listen, I'm going to give you 10, 10 thousand sheep for your daughter Uh, i'll give you 500 lambs for your daughter and what that was do that would secure that marriage when they get older you give them 500 sheep that sheep will do good for the business or to do good for the family (laughs) you know so it's like a down payment for them because then now once they get together and they get married of course you're going to get more sheep more of this because you're going to have to give gifts so okay you give them 10,000 camels 500 sheep. so then when you get married you're probably going to give them 500 5,000 more which would be good for the business so what happens the parents always look at a form of keeping the wealth inside the business keeping them together. They don't want no outsiders. We don't want no foreigners coming in and marrying and marry. It's very rare. I had a buddy. He had a a, a daughter by a Chinese lady, Chinese girl, and he was uh, he was white American, and um, they didn't get permission to get married. They didn't tell them that they had kids. So when they went to China. The father did not approve. The father says she can stay, the daughter. The granddaughter can stay, but you can't stay. So I asked him, I said, well, what did you do? He said, well, what can I do? He says, well, you know, I had just had to stay there. I couldn't say nothing. He said, because it was my fault, because I was supposed to go to the Father asked for permission, and then by her by him asking for permission, they were supposed to say yes or no, and then if they approved, then they would give them a gift, a monetary gift, right so then now you have the love arranged marriage you know it's like okay let's just let's get married uh because um Your business and my business, we see a form of partnership. We see a form of uh, we can make more money. So let's keep, I mean, yeah, we're in love, but we can do this. And okay, your business and my business on the same level. Fortune 500 company, mine is a Fortune 500 company. Anybody else would be stealing from us. Oh, yeah, this guy, you don't want no gold diggers. You don't want her to be saying, oh, well, you know, you got all the money. You don't want him to be saying, well, you know, you got." You come home and he's he laying in his shorts, sitting in front of the TV. No, you want somebody that's a go-getter, you know, a trendsetter, somebody that's, that's got the, yes, I can do it. Yes, I have the same work ethics and work morals that you have. So he says, okay. This is love arranged. Really business arranged marriage. And you say, okay. That's the only reason why I got it. And then you sign prenups. did you sign these things, all these things. So if the marriage don't go good, it's going to benefit no one. Because now you don't get no money. And this one don't get no money. So let me read to you how... And these prearranged marriage, arranged marriage, and it says, finding love after arranged marriage. It says, when they actually fell in love with each other, right? And it says, arranged marriage, it just, it, it never, it don't happen all the time. In arranged marriage, a couple takes time to know each other learn about their likes and dislikes and gradually fall in love. For sometimes, because their best friend is, is as it slowly learns the quality of their partner, they begin to admire for others. Admire. For others, it's sheer luck or adjustment that brings them closer. We asked seven such happily married couples about their moment of realism and here's what they had to say. And this one person says, they didn't say names, I was still nursing a broken heart when I got married to the person. Now my husband, chosen by my parents, my partner and I really worked hard in the first few years years of our marriage to make it work. It wasn't easy for me and it wasn't even more difficult. It was even more difficult for him to come back home every day to an unhappy wife. However, after three years of dedication and willingness to stay together, we finally realized we were made for each other. It's one couple. The second couple said we became best friends before marriage. Although we had a arranged marriage, but think of our nine month long courtship. We knew each other quite well before tying the knot. We used to meet each other very frequently and spend hours talking over the phone. We became best friends in no time and were in love each time, were in love with each other by the time our D-Day arrived. Then it says, when I saw his concern for me, this one couple says, I had resumed working after taking a month off from office uh, for for our marriage unfortunately. I reached I reached office quite late on the first day, and I had to stay back to complete my work. My car broke down while returning home around 10 pm. I called my husband and informed him about the situation. I could sense the concern in his voice when he was talking, and to my surprise, he reached the spot within fifteen minutes. He was quite worried about my safety and hugged me soon. As he came near me and that day, I fell in love with my husband after he was married, he fell in that day <laughs> when he helped, even without asking for it right These are all arranged marriage. My husband is an introvert and hardly mingles with my friends. Once my best friend met with an accident, and I had to rush to the Hospital from office even before I could ask my husband for help. He reached the hospital before me and Had taken care of the entire situation. That was the moment. I realized He's the one I wanted to spend my entire life with This next couple says it was a gradual transition arranged marriages Or no less than a gamble. And I considered myself lucky to have found my wife. We are two different people. But like we say, opposites attract. There was an undeniable attraction between us. It was a gradual transition. And I could not exactly define a moment when I fell in love with her. Read this last one. It says, it was destined It was Destined. Remember that title. It was Destined. We got married after a hurried courtship of just two months. I was quite worried about my life after marriage as I hardly knew her. But once we started living together, things just fell into place. And it felt like it was all destined. There's no particular movement movement but yes i was in love with her after staying together for 3 months it was destined so the reason why i went here about arrange and pre arranged marriages and the traditional and a semi semi arranged and 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 the 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 love arranged and the business a a marriage and stuff and and it's like it's just different when it comes down to the marriage of Christ. Now you might say it was a prearranged marriage or it was a a arranged marriage. This was a arranged marriage before the start the creation of the world when God created man and when he created, he created animals and he saw that they had their partners. Each animal had a, a male and female. He arranged for them to have a partner. Then he saw that man was was, was lonely and he was by himself. So what he did here, arranged for him to have a help meet. He arranged for him to go to sleep. And you know, this was the first surgery and he, Pulled a rib from his side. Formed woman out of that rib. And bone from my bone. Flesh from my flesh. And now she's his wife. Man should live. Live his parents. And cleave to his wife. Right. So now. Arranged. So what happened was. Sin tried to rearrange and what he did, he come in and he put a lot of disease, dis-ease in the Garden of Eden. He made at Eve sin. He coerced her to sin. She ate the apple, right? I heard an elder says, he says, the devil works in schematics what he did is that he wasn't a hundred percent right but he was he was wasn't a hundred percent he was he was wrong what he did he says but did God tell you that you wouldn't be as kings what you was and what happened they were already like God because he made them in their likeness they was already like God but they didn't know what sin was by them eating the apple God didn't want them to know, he didn't want them to know what sin was, good and evil. So when she ate the apple, she realized that she was naked. Adam ate. And then when God asked her what you do, the blame games, pointing the finger, the snake, the woman, guilty, right all this rearranged stuff so now when you go through the bible the history of the bible everything is supposed to be arranged to get back in order but every time you try to arrange stuff to get back in order then the enemy comes and he rearranges it to to be diseased and sin just like you have some marriages some marriages you they come together and and it's, and it's love at first sight. Oh my God, they love each other. They can't take their hands of each other. They can't they can't stop talking to each other. Oh my God, they want to be around each other. They get married. They arrange to get married, and they they stand before the Lord, the altar, and for God, and they say, "I'm going to love Him forever till death do us part." Yes. Honeymoon, come back. Reality sets in. Oh, she snores. Oh, his feet stink. Oh, wow, she can't cook. Oh, wow, he lost his job. Oh, snap. She don't know how to clean and cook. Oh, wow. She keep shrinking my shirts. Oh, wow. Oh, my God, she just do this. Oh, my God, she's getting on my nerves. Oh, my God. Uh, And then now... The enemy rearranges all of that love that you have, and it's diseased. It's no more ease there. It's diseased, right? So when you go through the Bible, and every time the Lord try to win His people back, He wins His people back. He He brings His people back. He arranged for them to come back because it was arranged. It was prearranged for his people to come back. It was prearranged for the people to love God and to be his children. It was prearranged for them not to serve idols. Prearranged for them not to not to go out there and and, and marry outside of their Race. It was prearranged because he knew that when you married outside your race, they had gods, they had idols, and the idols was in the tent. And the wife didn't want to get rid of the idols, and she had all some type of things in the tent, and she was always talking about her idols. Babe, why you do that? Because... I grew up worshiping these idols, and then what happens that marriage you get this ease it 's a disease in the marriage because now you say well, i don't worship idols, but I do so now either join me or get out so now most marriages it's not idols, but most marriages it's the attitude. Most marriages is is I don't like that. Yeah, so what are you gonna do? Most marriages is not the common fact. to Go ahead and we're going to work this out together. Most marriages is like, up, it don't work, out. Let's see what happened. The enemy he prearranges, right? He prearranged for Sister so and beautiful Sister so and with uh, all the right shapely places shaped all in a right shapely places and she comes along and y'all talking and then now you want to rearrange and get out of your marriage so you can arrange to get with her but that wasn't what God had prearranged. All right, stay with me. So what God prearranged, he arranged for us to be married and learn each other and be patient and be loving, be patient and be kind. That's what God had prearranged. So what happened, what I'm saying about this prearranged marriages is that they were prearranged to get married and they were prearranged to stay, uh, stay together and it was prearranged by the parents. So now what happened, they can be together 30, 40, 50 years, that they didn't know each other, but what they did, they learned how to love one another. They learned how to love, even, even if it was through through being physical, even if it was through having kids, even though after you, you got a baby boy look just like you. You got a little girl. It's the spitting image of the mother. And it's like, oh my God, you got twins. You have children. You learn how to love through the children, or you learn how to love by just working on it together. Prearranged marriage, huh? But that's that. And see how the enemy gets in there, and he tried to dis dis ease that, and he stop these marriages that God had ordained sometimes people will say well I don't think God ordained it but then it happened even if it wasn't ordained by God and now what are you going to do you're going to work on it to make it work or you're just going to say ah, I'm out but then why did you get married in the first place why did you fall in love at the first place? Or why did you marry? Was it a bet? Was it you was tricked? Was it a sh- sh- shotgun wedding? Where the father said, "You got my daughter pregnant. Now you better work. You better." No. It was times in, in in history where where people would meet. They would meet each other. A man and woman would meet each other and and have some type of infatuation and. Two weeks later, a month later, they would get married and live and be married for 60, 70 years. 60, 70 years. Yeah. 60, 70 years. So, and, and it wasn't like they dated or anything. They dated for a long time. They coded because you have people that they date for 10 years, date for five years. When you're going to get married, yeah, we're going to get married you know so so it's like a it's a fact that just because y'all date and y'all been together for 2 3 years it's a fact that you it's necessary you don't necessarily have to get married but let me talk let me tell you about a another prearranged marriage let me tell you about it it's in it's in it's in it's in revelations right revelations 19. Let me read it from the beginning. Revelations 19. Huh, I love Revelations because it reveals stuff to you. And it says, And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lamb our God. For true and righteous are his judgment. For he has judged the great whore which did corrupt the earth with her fornications. And has avenged the blood of his servant at her hand. And again they said hallelujah. And our smoke rose up forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts Fell down and worship God. That sat on the throne, saying, "Amen. So be it. Hallelujah." I love these twenty-four elders. I love the beasts because they rest in the day and night. Oh my God! Every time they see something different about God, because He's always revealing. He's always revealing something that's magnificent. That's something that's worthy of praising Him, and they always fall down and worship God. And it says, And the voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God, all ye his servant, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard as it was the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah for the Lord God, omnipotent Reign." Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come. And his wife has made herself ready. Let's stop right there. You guys got married. I've been been married twice. Right? And I remember how you had the procession or the wedding procession or bridesmaid groom the best man ring bearer you know and and you have all these people come down and what they do they play the music no that's not it sorry wrong one (laughs) wrong here comes the bride so now when, when it's time for the bride to come, everybody walks in. The ring bearer, the flower, flower girl, first the mother and the father, on, on, on the, on the, on the groom side. The mother and father on the bride's side. They ushered in, and then now here comes the wedding procession. All they comes in, yeah, they come in. Then after they come in, then here comes the bride. She comes down with the the groom's father, no, with her father. And she comes down and she's a raised, she's so beautiful. And what they do, they open the door and everybody say, oh wow, she's so beautiful. And the the groom, he's standing there and he's like, oh my God, look how beautiful. I remember my, my boy, my boy Mike, he, he got married in Newbite in the Bahamas. And I remember after he, he saw his wife, and he said, oh, my gosh. They was taking pictures. And he says, oh, my gosh, she is so beautiful. Oh, my God, my wife is beautiful. And he grabbed her and he gave her a hug. And, and it was like, okay, Mike, okay, let her go, let her go. Let her go. The wedding is tomorrow. You know, it was a destination wedding. And he didn't want to let her go because when he saw he." Was in love with what he saw. (laughs) You know. When Christ died for us. He was in love with what he saw. Even before we was born. Christ saw the sin. And he died for us. He loved what he saw. He was like okay. This is a prearranged marriage. So I'm going to. Die for them. I'm going to be standing there. When the. Bride comes, and I'm gonna be the bridegroom's waiting for his bride. That's what he's doing. He's waiting for his bridegroom. He's waiting for them to come because when this life is over, and we get caught up on flight sea of glass, and we come down, the bridegroom stand is there, and we're gonna be coming to him, <laughs> adorned in our new linen, as he stand there. Looking all good, and he loves what he see. He approves of it because he prearranged. It was predestined because he had prearranged. And he's like, "Oh, I love him. I love her. No matter what her faults is, see what happens. What happens? We got to learn from Christ because whatever our faults is, he our faults. He takes our faults. He takes us with our faults. See, you have." people marrying and they think that it's going to be a perfect marriage but it's not a perfect marriage not a perfect environment things happens stuff happens (laughs) you know and then now what you want to do you want to leave you want to bolt no Uh uh-uh you got to stay there you know in this world people cheat in this world people people just say things or people just the love just stop producing. And the next thing you know, you're like, you know what, I'm, I'm out of here. He don't pay me no attention. She don't, she don't give me none. And that's how they do. You know, this is big boy talk, big girl talk. You know, it just, it just dried up. Our sex life has just dried up. And it's like, well, you know, he must be sleeping with somebody because he ain't sleeping with me. He comes home and he don't do this. He don't even touch me. And she don't even, she don't pay me no attention. She, do, she don't even cook for me. She don't even, and it's a whole bunch of excuses. The bridegroom is standing there. He don't care what our faults are. And he's like, come on down. I will wash you in the blood, in my blood. I will give you new linings, all your faults. I will take them if you give them to me. Before you come down that aisle, throw them to the side going to the side. Let me read again. Revelation nineteen says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the lamb is come, and the wife has made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints, right living. That means before you come down this aisle to meet the bridegroom all of that unrighteousness got to be out of you it's got to be washed in the blood you can't be holding on to them because you know how you have some people they get married and and, and they 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 are they, they, well, my boyfriend that's your boyfriend but you're still trying to hold on to him that's my girl uh, she's still trying to hold on to them. you get married but you're calling them that same night i miss you it should have been me it should have been you yeah, but what are you going to do now? I don't know. Uh-uh. Just don't happen at this here wedding. This wedding ceremony, you know who you want. Because you already had the opportunity to choose ye this day whom ye shall serve. So now, and he says unto me, "Right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he says unto me, "These are the true saying of God." You know, God always say, "These are the true saying of God," which takes us back to Numbers twenty-three nineteen, which says, "God is not a man that he should lie." So everything that comes out of God's mouth is true, huh? right? And ten says, "And I fell at his feet to worship him," and he said unto me, "See that I do it not, for I am." Thy fellow servant and thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. John was standing next to an angel and he fell down and he wanted to worship the angel. The angel said, uh-uh, no, 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 you worship God, not me. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. There we go again. And in righteousness he doeth judge and make war. His eyes was as a flame of fire, and his head were many crowns, and he had a name written on it that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture, dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Remember, it says... The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, (laughs) the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen and white clean. And out of the mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. And he should rule them with the rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and the wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his vesture and on his thighs a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. King of kings and Lord of lords. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife has made himself ready are you ready for the bride groom are you ready to come down and meet your bride or uh, bridegroom are you are you ready to be married forever and ever and ever are you ready don't be like those five virgins that was foolish and the five virgins that was wise and and, and, and you're you don't have no oil in your lamp and when the bridegroom cometh five of them missed out and then when it came time when they knocked on the door they got oil they came and and they knocked on the door i don't know who you are do you want the lord to say depart from me i don't know who you i know you not or do you want him to say well done well done you're looking good my good and faithful servant come on in it's been pre-arranged since the beginning of time, since the world was created, it's been re- prearranged for God to die for our sins. And this marriage has been prearranged. Don't miss this wedding ceremony. You come on down, give your life to the Lord, and get prepared as a bride, get prepared for her wedding. She goes and she gets her hair done. She goes get her nails done, her feet done. They might go to a spa and get a a spa treatment, a a massage, and and get everything done. You know, they get their makeup done. They they get their hair did, and they get all of that stuff done so they can look beautiful for their bridegroom, for the husband. So I admonish you to go get yourself ready. Don't miss out on this here wedding. Don't don't let the door close in your face. Don't 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 be saying to myself, "I got time." No, get yourself ready now. Get yourself ready now. He's already paid the price for you. He didn't already pay the ransom for you. He didn't already paid for the reception. The reception is going to be eternal. It's going to be an eternal celebration so it's already paid the dowry has already been paid accept the Lord in your heart receive him receive him love him because he first loved you get into a, a great relationship with the king of glory your husband get into the point wherein you talk to him all i talk to him all the time get to the point where you say you know what is nothing going to come between me and him and in today's sense husband and wife should say is nothing going to come between me and my husband i love him to death your bride the bridegroom said i love you to death he died for you. He went to Calvary and he died to, for you. So what you do, you say, let us be glad and rejoice. Revelations 19 and 7, let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb has come and his wife has made herself ready. Are you making yourself ready? Remember in the beginning of the show, I would say, but he that endures when you endure, you're getting yourself ready for the bridegroom. Endure. Are you ready to meet the bride? Are you willing to endure for the dowry that he paid for you? For the price that he paid for you? For the blood that he paid for you? For the redemption that he paid and he gave to you? Are you ready? <laughs> I admonish you to get ready. This show is called Planting the Seeds. So let me plant a seed in somebody's heart. Get ready. Choose ye this day whom ye shall serve, whether it be God or man. Choose the one that's going to give you life eternally. Don't choose this world that's going to be temporal and that's going to burn up. Choose... You're sitting at the feet with with the God of your salvation, and he's going to wipe away all your tears. Don't choose the weeping and gnashing of teeth, because with the weeping and gnashing of teeth is going to be the people who had the opportunity, and they blew it. They didn't take him up at his word. They didn't take his hand, that nail-scarred hand. They didn't say, well, Lord, yes, Lord, save me. They said, Lord, not right now. I'm a little busy. I got stuff to do. I don't want to do this right No, what they did, they says, not now. I got something else to do. I got something else I want to do. I'm too young. I've been hearing this all my life. All my life. And you ain't came yet? Huh. <laughs> Listening to the devil, but listen to the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit that says, if You hear his voice today, harden not your heart. If you hear his voice today, if you hear the Spirit of the living God saying, Come unto me, all ye that live that are laden, and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. If you hear the Spirit of the living God saying, I've already got this prearranged marriage for you, and if you come down that aisle of righteousness and allow me to love you, let me show you how I love you. If you love me, and those that are already In the wedding sessional. And if you love me. You keep his commandments. You keep keeping God's commandments. You keep doing his will. You keep being Christian. You know what I notice? A lot of people are not being Christianly. They're not being godly. They say I'm Christian. But then the action says. I'm an enemy of the world. So let me admonish you. Don't just say, don't just say, uh, profess, possess. Don't have Christ live saying, "Well, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm born again." Yes, yes, Christ is my savior, and sound so empty. Have some type of substance when when you say, "Yes, the Lord is my light and my salvation." Whom shall I fear? And mean it when you say. When you say, uh, oh, finally, my brother, and be strong in the Lord and the power of His might," you you're admonishing somebody to do the same thing that you're doing. <laughs> I have a friend; his name is Joseph. He comes around and he he collects cans and and and, um, and Joseph has a problem with alcohol and uh. We're gonna pray for my friend Joseph. We're gonna pray for my pastors, his his wife. We're gonna pray for uh, my first elder who's sick under the wedding, under the weather. We're gonna pray for marriages, we're gonna pray for my 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 friend and his son. We're gonna pray for the world. We're gonna pray for people who need salvation, who need to give their lives to the Lord. We're gonna pray for people who don't have a clue we're going to pray for the gospel to go out that we can preach the gospel when we preach this gospel we're going to say it with a we're going to preach it with a a a loving face warm heart we're going to preach this gospel as we want people to know that we've been changed saved and changed by the almighty god that can wash us up take us from being slaves and make us ambassadors the bridegroom is cometh and he's waiting for us the bride the church so we can come to him and he put on fresh linen on us so we can say hallelujah the lord god omnipotent reigneth come on let's pray Father, we thank you, Lord, for another wonderful, beautiful, blessed day. I thank you, Lord, for the prearrangement. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for being able to just bask in the glory of just knowing that one day, one day, one day, soon and very soon that we, the King, we're going to see the King soon and one, soon and one day, soon and very soon that we're going to be married to, to the Bridegroom and we're gonna be coming to him as a bride and we're gonna live one big happy wedding ceremony where there's no pain, no 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 fear, no death, no sorrows, no no nothing. We don't have to worry about okay, what time do the party ends or what time do this celebration. It's gonna be a celebration forever and ever and ever. Father, I, I, I ask you to look over my friend Joseph, my pastor and his wife, his mother, Lord, she needs healing. My first elder, Lord Jesus. Healer, Lord Jesus. My friend, Lord Jesus, my elder Darren, my elders, my wife, the marriages, everybody, Lord, I come in contact with my 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 neighbors, the post office, the people at the store my church family lord and they, the the jewish folks the the spanish folks the chinese folks everybody lord is included everybody is invited to this marriage ceremony everybody can be washed and clean and, and filled with your precious blood everybody who accept you lord jesus can will be saved if they just surrender so Father I just thank you Lord Jesus for this and I pray Lord Jesus somebody Lord Jesus under the sound of my voice know that if they endure let them endure and they'll receive a crown of righteousness and that crown of righteousness what you do you're going to take it and you're going to present it at the king's feet the least you can do for all that he's done for you Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you and I just give your name all the praise, all the glory and all all praises due. All glory. Yes, you deserve it all. And we just give your name all the praise. In Jesus mighty, matchless, wonderful name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Amen. That's my show today. I'm James Edward Lamb III, bringing you seeds from God's Word. Send me an email. Write me a letter. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Planting the Seeds. That's Planting the Seeds. That's S E E D with a Z. Where every day I post the words of the day, praises and encouragements. All this information is on my link tree. Page planting the seeds S E E D with a Z. Join me on the Bible Chat Zoom channel every Tuesday at 8:15 p.m., where we sit down and face to face, face to face in living color, and at the table with a king, and a chef, and a teacher who serves us delicious appetizers and meals where we chop it up and chew it up with understandings our menus is the word who became flesh and dwelt among us the zoom number is get a piece of paper and a pen and write it down seven six zero nine one six oh seven oh six passcode is four h as in harry nine as in nancy i'm sorry four h as in harry nine n as in nancy i as in ivan the devil is a liar (laughs) also join us on thursday and friday night where and when the victory line is in jesus name jesus name is going on my brother elder darren gibson is the host these nights join us and hear the truth the number is 667-770-1557. The access code is 593438. Also join my friends beyond the walls on the Zoom Prayer Line channel. Monday at 8 p.m. and Friday at 8 p.m. Come on, you don't have to turn the cameras on to pray. The number is 598 473 Password is nine eight four nine one seven you got it god will be praised god will be praised have a wonderful day in the hands of the lord always remember this first trust in the lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding proverbs 3 and 5 then now we have philippians 4 8 and 9 which says now take a deep breath for this finally brothering whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are honest whatsoever things are just whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things are of good report if there be any virtue and if there be any praise think on these things those things which you have been learn you both learn and receive and heard and seen in me do And the God of peace shall be with you. Now to Ephesians 6 and 10, where it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, not yours, because you're not strong enough. Thank you for joining me.